Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I am your host today here on the show. Tell you what, man, we've got a lot of cool stuff to get into. I found some of the cool NIL deals that I thought were uh, interesting. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about, and I got several other little things here. Who do you think is the athlete that's going to benefit the most? From the new NIL stuff. We'll get into that this afternoon. We'll talk about uh, several other things. Kevin Love being on the Team USA has made people angry. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into all of that this afternoon. Here on the Rundown. Right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name of course is Rob. You can call at 803-978. 1832-803-978-1832. That is the number to call if you'd like to join us here on the Rundown this afternoon, right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Uh, if you want to call and talk about what we talked about yesterday with the uh, Top 25, with which team has the potential to drop out of that list, yeah, we'll take calls on that, too. had uh, several folks reach out to me on Twitter about that. And, yeah, it's uh, interesting, to say the least. So we'll get into that this afternoon as well. Right here on the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, as I said, you can give us a call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. That is the number to call if you'd like to get with us here on the program. All right, so... Phoenix Suns last night win over Milwaukee, uh, America's team. We talked about that. If you want to get into that, we can get into that as well. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. That is the number to dial if you'd like to join us here on the rundown this afternoon. Let's get started. We'll start with, you know, the SEC teams that are have high expectations this year that when we look at them, we think, all right, they're expected to be great every year. But 
which teams have the, I guess, the biggest chip on their shoulder. The biggest, hey, we've got we've to have our stuff together. Which teams are those? Obviously, you, you can start with the Georgia Bulldogs. And when I say start with the Georgia Bulldogs, the talent that Georgia has, we've talked about that before. They've got awesome talent across the board. Okay? And you can make an argument that they're one of the uh, most talented teams in football that just can't seem to get over the hump. So Georgia's right there in the mix. Do people start questioning Kirby Smart a little bit? If they, uh, if they have another season where, you know, it was they go 10-2 and two, or they miss out on the SEC championship game, what happens if that happens? You know, is that something that when you really stop and think about it, that uh, is that something that will get people talking about Kirby Smart? And I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, but is that something that's going to get the Georgia faithful kind of riled up a little bit? So Georgia is number one on the list bar everyone. All right, but some other teams that are – in the mix as far as, hey, they better have their stuff together this season and bounce back. And by the way, not all four of these teams can bounce back. Okay? You only have one SEC champion. Make sure we put that out there. But the next team on the list is LSU. They went from an absolute world beater of a team, I mean a world beater of a team, to a team that finished 5-5, five and five, and didn't, you know, opted out of their bowl game. So you can make the argument they could have went three and seven. Of course, they ended on a two-game winning streak, and it looked like looked like when they were what three and five that things were going to be completely off the rail. They do return eighty percent of their production, and the expectation is that they're going to be back at the top or near the top of the SEC West. They got four offensive linemen coming back, Derek Stingley Jr. and Eli Ricks. That's probably the best duo of cornerbacks in the country. And, of course, you've got multiple options at quarterback. I think it's going to go to Miles Brennan. It's just my opinion. I think people are thinking, all right, with LSU this year, it's going to be like – Kind of a one-off last year. We talk about the COVID year. Maybe the COVID year and the way that things were there kind of uh, messed with LSU a little bit. When you really stop and think about it, getting rid of Bo Pelini, who made... $2 million plus to have the nation's worst pass defense with a pair of All-American corners. I think people are looking at it as that this is going to be the team that, uh, the team that has the potential to uh, do the rubber ball effect. Blake online says Mike Leach has the most to prove after a three win season last year. Yeah, you could, you could argue that. And, in fact, Mike Leach is next on my list of uh, stuff here. 
Mike Leach is a guy that you have to think about it from this perspective. He's a guy who in his second year has always made a jump. Whether he was at Washington State or Texas Tech, after they kind of were sluggish in year one. Now, a lot of times people don't uh, put that into account there. And what I mean by that is is that he has to come in and get his, his players together. He really does. Will the air raid work in the SEC? We'll see about that. Now, here's something else he's fighting. In his own state, what if Lane Kiffin comes out and has another offense that's outstanding? So, with that, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm reading that it's going to be either Jack Abraham or Will Rogers at quarterback for uh, for the uh, for the Pirate. Zach Arnett is going to be the defensive coordinator. We'll see how that works out for him. Clemson Dave Online says LSU doesn't have the talent. They only won the Natty because of transfers. Only team in the SEC that can win is Bama. Saban builds teams, not transfer them. That's that's true, but Saban did pick up a Toto from Tennessee. We'll see about that. And Blake says that Leach ran the air raid under Hal Mummy at Kentucky, and they did have some success with it. Yeah, but were they really... Uh, like championship level successful. We'll see about that. But Mississippi State is kind of in the uh, in the mix there, and a lot of that's got to do with what Lane Kiffin's doing down the road. All right, the next team on my list is Florida. Can they get past uh, the issues they had? Not really issues, but the success they had. The success is the word I was looking for there. With Kyle, the Kyle Trash to Kyle Pitts. So Mullen comes in, gets a contract extension with a one and a half million dollar raise. Think about that for a second. I think Shane Beamer's making two point five million to coach the Gamecocks. Mullen got a one and a half million dollar raise. Wrap your head around that for a second. We'll have to see how that works out. What happens if they go out and they lose to, not necessarily lose bad, uh, but if they lose bad to Georgia. Georgia stomps them 42-7. to Or a team that they lose to in the end um, that they shouldn't have had any business losing to. And what I mean by that is... Uh, What happens if they lose to a team like Kentucky? Which, by the way, everybody's in love with Kentucky. I haven't quite figured that out yet. But I guess Coach Stoops can coach. So what happens if they lose that game or lose to Tennessee? Not saying that they will. But what happens if they do? You think those Florida fans aren't going to be ready to put his head out on a spit? What happens if they lose big to uh, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama? 
They lose those three games. Rounds if they go eight and four. FanDuel has their over and under regular season wins at nine. And I'll tell you what, that's that's a tough one. Jerome says he hopes they lose to both. Anyway, there's that. It's going to be a, a, a year of pressure down at, uh, at Florida. And one other note, I was thinking about something with Tennessee the other day. I think that this is kind of a big year for Josh Heupel. And I think a lot of it comes down to Heupel has to put out there he's going to have a big offense, in my opinion. And I think that the big reasoning behind that is recruiting. There's a couple of quarterbacks. The first one is uh, Ty Simpson. The other is Arch Manning. If Tennessee wants a shot at any of those guys, Heupel has to put out there this year that they're going to have a good offense. Now, I know people are like, well, they don't have the tools to have the offense. You know, kind of the same thing could be said about uh, Ole Miss last year before uh, Lane Kiffin came in and gave them the special sauce. He has to have that kind of a year, in my opinion. I think Tennessee could go, let's say Tennessee goes 6-6, six and six, but their offense is something that finishes in the top six in the SEC. That's a heck of a year for the Vols after the disastrous offseason that they had. Clemson Dave with another good comment. Georgia's overrated every year. And he says South Carolina can't ever compete in the SEC. They did for a while. Uh, I do agree with Georgia being overrated every year. I think that's... With the talent that they have right now, though, it's not overrated. They are a solid, solid team as far as talent. I think people are putting too much into that secondary, though, thinking that secondary is just going to come together, we're going to clap our hands, and they're going to be awesome. I also think Georgia fans are putting too much into the basket of Eric Gilbert is going to be great. The guy was at LSU and made some plays and has the the ath- the athletic body to do what he needs to do. But what is it? The 12 inches between your ears is the biggest part. I'm not saying that he's stupid. I'm just saying that you have to conquer that before you can make any uh, any real damage when it comes to being on the football field. There was talk that he was homesick. There was talk that he transferred to Florida, didn't even enroll in classes, and then transferred to Georgia. And that may all well be good. He may come in this season and light up everyone and make me look stupid, and I'm fine with that. I really am. But I think that Georgia's putting a little bit too much into that, thinking he's going to replace the, uh, the wide receiver that they had that went down. I think that's a little far off in my opinion. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. That is the number to call if you'd like to join us here on The Rundown. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. If you want to talk about that, is are those the three 
I mean, the four SEC teams that you think have the most to prove, and I've got some ACC teams, too, that are in the mix here as well. More of the rundown when we return here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for joining us this evening. Several things we're going to get into today, including my favorite NIL deals. Some of them are really interesting. The other is uh, we were talking about SEC teams with the most to prove. You know, I've got some ACC teams with the most to prove. You know, Dino Babers, he's got to show something at Syracuse this year if he plans on keeping his job. They went 10 and 3 in 2018, the past two seasons, 5 and 7, 1 and 10. I mean, I think he is the most, the coach that's in the biggest uh, hot seat as far as the ACC is concerned. Also, you got Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Now, I know people are like, he had to completely rebuild. And you're right about that. But I think people are going to want to start to see some results at Tech. He's 6-16 and through the first two seasons. I think that Georgia Tech has to go to a bowl game. All right? One other team that I think uh, needs another coach that needs to uh, get his stuff together is Mike Norvell at Florida State. Now, Florida State right now, they're in the top ten as far as recruiting rankings go, and all of that is okay. But Florida State has to put something on the field. Will they do it with McKenzie Milton, the UCF transfer? We'll have to see how that works out. That offense has to move this year. And, you know, not not necessarily beating Clemson, but they need to uh, to show some, uh, you know, they didn't even play Clemson last year. So the last time they played Clemson, they lost, what, 63-7 to or some ridiculous number? Show up for the Clemson game. I think that's a big thing, too. Tony online says uh, Gilbert caught 35 passes, 368 yards, and two touchdowns last year. I am not questioning Eric Gilbert's talent on the football field. I'm questioning whether or not how quickly he's going to get acclimated to that offense. And you know what? Georgia needs him at the beginning of the season. You don't get that three-game window. Georgia's going to have to be able to throw the ball. And in my opinion, especially against Clemson, the Georgia defense, the Georgia offense will play the best defense they will play all season in the first game. Same way with Clemson. Okay? But the reality is, is that I think there's a set of Georgia fans that think that Georgia's just going to line up and it's going to be like Ty Girl or Todd Gurley running all over the place. This is not that same Clemson team from years back. Brian Brzee is an All-American by several different spots. And I think the jump that he's going to make as a sophomore, in addition to the uh, the young man from uh, the uh, young man from uh, as my name is 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 Miles Murphy. Yes, Miles Murphy's doing his thing too. Some other comments online. Tony says Tech might win four games. That's true. Uh, let's see here. Clemson Dave says Florida State was left in disarray by Fisher. They don't have the defense to compete with Clemson. 
I don't think they can compete, but don't look like you got beat like you stole something. That's kind of the big thing there. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. That is the number to call. As we roll along here on the rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Another team that I think has to uh, basically get it together is uh, Louisville. Scott Satterfield went up there, and the talk was, okay, look what he did at App State. He's going to bring a monumental offense up there. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. They went 8-5 and five in 2019, 4-7 in 2020, and, of course, the dishonesty about the South Carolina job, you can say that. Satterfield said, I do want to apologize to the fans out there. I do understand what has transpired in the past with the head football coaching job here. It was never my intention to hurt anyone like that. So, yeah, there's that. Mickey online says his dogs are going to be uh, just fine. Okay. Okay with all that. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you'd like to join us here on The Rundown, right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Louisville's another team, though, that really has to get it together. But out of all of them, I think it's Florida State. Florida State should be a powerhouse every year. They shouldn't be getting kicked in the face. And as, uh, who was it? Uh, Yeah, Blake was saying, Jacksonville State out there beating them up and down the field for three quarters. That shouldn't be happening with Florida State. Should not be happening at all. And the sad thing is, is that Norville has to deal with the whole COVID thing, and that's a heck of a thing to have to deal with in your first year. I, I admit that. But in the end, it comes back down to this. You are still Florida State. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. That's just the way that it is. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832. Those teams, in my opinion, have the most as far as they better bounce back this season. I personally think that LSU is the worst of the lot, meaning that if they don't do well, I think that Orgeron could go from, because of everything with the Title IX investigation and being named in that and all of that, I think that uh, I think that he's 
has the hottest seat in the SEC, in my opinion. And I think if they go, if he goes eight and four, they're, that's going to give them plenty of ammunition to say, you know what, you're not really keeping the program where it should be. Randall says uh, it is LSU with the most to prove this season. He's right. All right, out to the phones we go. Let's check out the phone call here, 803-978-1832. And welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Hey, Rob, talking about teams that need a good season, how about Louisville? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm going all right, man. What do you think? How about, uh, how about uh, Louisville? Yeah, I had Louisville on the list too, man. You're right. I mean, because the, the people there are not happy with what happened with the South Carolina coaching search and – he lays an egg this year. He could be gone. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's interesting how players and teams can be uh, so great. I mean, and I, I use that Orgeron here because they were at the top of the mountain. You know, that, that LSU team, You can. there are people that think that may have been one of the better football teams of all time. And he could go from that to within two years unemployed. And probably Could not be. being able to work anywhere else because of the stuff that happened uh, with this Title IX investigation. Oh yeah. So and and I think Georgia, I think they're under the most pressure of anybody in the country this year. And and why do you think that? I mean, do you think it's because of the talent that they have, or I think it's the talent that they have. I think it's Kirby Smart that thinks he's the smartest guy in the world. That he's the next, you know, Nick Saban. And if he loses that Clemson game. Things could go bad for him. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's the thing, too. I think there's also a level of arrogancy with the Georgia fans that think that Clemson is so far beneath them. Just ask them. They'll tell you. They think that well, Clemson well, plays in the, in the ACC and they have no business with their Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia should win by 70 points. There are people that really think that. Now, if Clemson ekes out a, a four-point win, they're going to hang Kirby Smart out to dry. They're not going to like it. Nope. <laughs> They're not going to like it at all. Like I it mean, uh, the last memory I have was uh, Sammy Watkins running over somebody on his way to like 70-yard touchdown against them. Yeah, that that's true too. But And, uh, and I, I, think there's, I think there's a set like that with a lot of SEC teams. But especially with – and George is a very proud fan base. I'm not mocking the fan base. I'm just saying they have it set in their head that this is the way that things are. And they think that they're a better program than Clemson is. And they want to mock Dabo Sweeney, too, which is hilarious. He's won two national titles in five seasons, but let's just mock that guy. Well, that's the SEC. They love to mock him, but they, yeah. you know, they can't beat him. But um, I had a question about the um, Kentucky coach. I mean, yeah. when is he going to get a better job? It seems like he does pretty darn good with what he has. Can you imagine Coach Stoops with UGA's talent? They'd be better. I, they wouldn't have problems in uh, in certain games. I don't. I don't think. I really don't. So, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to see. And and the question is, is that does he want to go somewhere else, or does he want to build Kentucky to the point where people are talking about Kentucky in the same breath that they're talking about Georgia? Maybe he yeah. wants to do that. And that's not that far-fetched. Remember at one point, Florida State was a girls' school. People seem to forget that. And then all of a sudden, they built themselves, and it took them a while, to being a football power. Maybe that's maybe that's what he wants to do. I don't know. 
And um, I have one more question. Do you think that the uh, Virginia Tech coach makes it through the season? I think he'll finish the season, but I don't think that uh, he will be coaching at Virginia Tech next year unless they go, unless they win nine games. I mean, they have so much turnover with the transfer portal. I mean, I don't know what's going on up there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a long day, a long way from the Frank Beamer era. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. It is. It really well, thank is. thank you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. You know, and I forgot to put Virginia Tech in the mix. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, someone says, what happens if Georgia wins by 17? Hey, that, that may happen. I'm just saying that may happen. But you know what? The problem that, that a lot of people have with this is that they there's a section, especially in the SEC folks, and we've talked about them, the SEC apologists, the ones with uh, – the SEC uh, logo as a lower back tattoo. We've talked about those guys. That they'll, oh my goodness, the SEC is the absolute best ever. You can't get up for games like Vanderbilt and Mizzou. Woo-wee, you're going to Como in September. That's harsh. You don't know anything about that. Yeah, those people. Those people that get jacked up because they play Alabama once every four years and they think that that's the absolute dawn of time. Educate yourself on the game of Hut Hut a little bit. You can make an argument that, yeah, the SEC has some great teams. I'll give you Alabama. I'll give you LSU. I'll give you those two. After that, come on, man. Slow down with all the nonsense. 803-978-1832. We'll have more for you when we come back. This is The Rundown. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, some comments from the uh, the chat room over here. Jerome says he's pulling for Georgia. That Clemson schedule is a joke. He's absolutely right. Clemson does not get North Carolina this year. Clemson does not get Miami this year. I don't think Clemson's got Virginia Tech on the schedule. I have, to, I have to peer into that. But one of the things that kind of brings down Clemson's schedules a little bit is that Georgia Tech's in a complete rebuild mode right now. So their one cross-conference rival is a team that they should win by four touchdowns every time they play. But he's absolutely right. The Clemson schedule is after the Georgia game, there isn't a team on that schedule that can get within three touchdowns of Clemson. And, and I would take that right now. I'd take a bet on that. Give me three touchdowns and the rest of the schedule. Tweet at me at Rob Sounds Good if you're down for that. I think that's about, if, if I had to make a, a crazy bet, I would go with that. Every game after the, uh, the, uh, the game with Georgia, give me uh, Clemson. And I'll give you 21. I think Clemson will cover. I really do. Uh, Tom says the Gamecocks consistently have a top 1-10 to toughest schedule in the nation. I respectfully disagree, but I don't want to do the whole strength of schedule thing today. Uh, Let's see here. Blake says Virginia is getting stronger and stronger in basketball and baseball. Do you think they improve in football this year? You know, I like Coach uh, Mendenhall. I think they're going to be fine there. Uh, Jerome says, why does Clemson schedule SC State and UConn when the ACC is already weak? Well, Jerome uh, forgets 
to look back at the Clemson schedule, where Clemson has scheduled games against Texas A&M, home-and-home games. Same thing with Auburn. The year Clemson won a national title, they went to Auburn the first game of the season and won. So this year's schedule is an anomaly. But you have to give Clemson credit for this. Generally, they schedule another uh, SEC team in addition to South Carolina. They can't help that South Carolina hasn't really been good for a bit. People seem to, like, just forget that Clemson schedules that. Now, and then here's the other part. Well, they scheduled this uh, Auburn team, and Auburn wasn't very good. Are they supposed to take the, the, the temperature of every team in the SEC? Okay, we'll play that team. You schedule these things years out. Oh, they, they scheduled that SEC team, but that SEC team was down. Just stop it. You are riding the coattails of your conference because you want your team to seem more valid when they go 7-5. and five. That is the whole thing behind strength of schedule. You're not looking at your team or any other team as, hey, this team has this, this team has that, this team has this, this team has that. It's no. My team consistently plays these teams in conference, and we lose to them, and we want you to think that because we play them, that it validates the fact that we lose four to five games a year. That's the whole thing with strength of schedule. That, that really and truthfully, when it comes down to it, that's why when you go to bowl games and you'll hear teams chanting SEC or ACC or Big 12 or whatever, you'll see that. You know who never does that, though? Alabama. You know why? Because they beat everybody. That's the mentality that you should have. Not my team plays in a conference, really. So do other teams. There are more teams than just yours in the SEC. Okay, let's make sure we put that out there. And the teams that schedule absolutely no one, it's going to come back to bite you. That's why Alabama's even doing it now. Blake says he agrees with me. Uh, it doesn't matter that South Carolina is down. Jerome says true, but you say Clemson should stop playing South Carolina. Yes, and I, I have several reasons for that. If you play a five, if you play for seven, eight, ten years, and you win eight out of those ten games. It becomes a game that you're winning 80% of the time. If it's an in-state game, make it where you play every two seasons, every three seasons. That makes a lot of sense to me. I do think that Clemson should be playing Georgia every year because it's closer to Athens from Clemson than it is to Columbia. Just because you're in the state doesn't mean the difference changes. South Carolina should play North Carolina every year. 803-978. 1832 Blake says, but the bowl thing, if the SEC goes 6 and 0 versus the ACC in the bowl games, you just can't throw that out. Uh actually I can. You think that uh Georgia was motivated to play well against Cincinnati? 
How about Texas a couple years ago? In the minds of the SEC apologists, the bowl games don't matter unless it helps with your string of thoughts. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. This is The Rundown. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of The Rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, some of the stuff we're going to get into today, uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about the uh, SEC teams are the biggest things to prove. We talked about the ACC teams are the biggest things to prove. We talked about uh, some strength of schedule stuff. Uh, a couple other little things before we get out of here. You know, I, 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 I want to talk about this story about Kevin Love, but I'm going to get upset, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't like leaving the program upset. I'll get to it at the very end of the – just hang out. I got you. All right? But I got some NIL stuff, and I thought I'd throw some of these at you. These are really funny. The entire Notre Dame offensive line is going to get an endorsement for Mission Barbecue. They will sponsor the Notre Dame offensive line. And I'm finding it interesting, some of the actual sponsors that are out there. LSU quarterback Derek Stingley Jr. is getting an endorsement with walk-ons, which is like, I guess, a, um, it's, it's a, like a restaurant in Louisiana. Uh, Bo Nix and Malachi Moore, Bo Nix, of course, from Auburn, Malachi Moore from Alabama, they're endorsing Milo's Sweet Tea. They're already putting their stuff out there. Metro Straw. I'm sorry, what am I thinking? But yeah, Metro Straw is a like a, a a grass company, basically, and they're endorsing some Tennessee players. Raising Cane's is another restaurant that is endorsing uh, Miles Brennan and Isaiah Spiller. And PetSmart is endorsing Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox. You want to know the cool part about that? He tweeted out a picture of him and his dog. And his dog is just a beautiful dog. And PetSmart put it out there. We're so excited to be partnering with Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox. We'd do anything for pets, and Trey would do anything for his pup, Blue. Yes, there's that. Interesting stuff there. Blake says there's a 50% chance Ed Orgeron is fired by Thanksgiving. I I think there's a better chance that Justin Fuente is fired by Thanksgiving over Ed Orgeron. So there's that. Uh, I found a, a, a report on uh, the top 10 candidates for the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. We'll run through them quickly. Alabama's Bryce Young, Alabama's Bryce Young, Georgia's JT Daniels, LSU's Kashawn Boutte, or Kashawn Boutte, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, Texas A&M wide receiver Anias Smith, Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks, And then these are considered the wild cards, ladies and gentlemen. Check these out. Florida's Emory Jones. Not buying that at all. And then South Carolina running back Kevin Harris. Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. And Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez. Uh, As you know, I am a guy that believes in Kevin Harris. I think he's the kind of guy that you can build your team around. 
The thing that gets Kevin Harris, though, is the guy that's uh, in there, the backup running back, Marshawn Lloyd. Marshawn Lloyd's going to probably take some carries from him, and I think that's going to keep him from winning the Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's the best He's the best player on the South Carolina team, in my opinion, in Kevin Harris. But Marshawn Lloyd might end up being better. Just saying. Just saying. All right, we'll take your calls at 803-978-1832. One note on NIL stuff. According to Ross Dellinger, uh, LSU gymnast Olivia Dunn, who has 1.1 million Instagram followers, is expected to earn more compensation than any other college athlete, those within the industry say. You know, I was looking at some of this other stuff, and it's really interesting. The, you know, you've got guys like, uh, guys promoting tea and everything else. Uh, Kentucky basketball players are doing cameo ads where they'll tell you on cameo, Hey, thanks for coming out to Rupp Arena. I saw you up there in the nosebleeds. One of those kind of things. Yeah, some of these guys I've never heard of. Jacob Tobin, 60 bucks. Brennan Canada, $45. Bryce Hopkins, $50. Basically, whatever it is they can do to uh, make money. Some athletes are already making logos, including Spencer Rattler, De'Aaron King, Kendall Milton, Graham Mertz. All of those guys are doing their thing. There was there's a set of twins on um and I, I I had that somewhere. It's like a set of a, a set of twin girls that are for Boost Mobile. And they look like and I'm not exaggerating, they look like pinup models. I'm not trying to be the male guy over here, ooh, look at the college girl. No, nah, it's not like that. I'm just saying they look like pinup models, and they're out there doing endorsements for Boost Mobile. They got them doing stuff in Times Square. Amen to you, ladies. Get out there and do your thing, man. If you're going to make that money, have at it. Good stuff there. All right. Only got two and a half minutes left, and that's enough for this Kevin Love story. Kevin Love was put on Team USA's men's basketball team. Now, I know folks tune in here for the uh, – for the football talk, and I try to give you as much football talk as I can because let's be honest, that's pretty much what we care about. If I were doing a show, I'd want to talk about my Phoenix Suns and how they beat down Milwaukee last night because they are America's team. We could talk for an hour about that. I could talk about free throw percentages and Chris Paul and how he's 36 years old and he's a demon and how we got uh, what um, our our other great player, Devin Booker's rolling up in, a, in like a... Um, in something you would see from Friday in one of those cars. Yeah, I'll retweet that later on at Rob Sounds Good. We can talk about that all day long, but this is a story that's it's that's big in the front of it's sad. So I talked a little bit about this earlier. I, I think I talked about this on the air, but Kevin Love made Team USA's basketball team, and ESPN's Jalen Rose called it tokenism, claiming that Team USA was afraid to have an all-black roster. That was there with that. Then Dick Vitale agreed with him. Hold on, we'll go to the phones really quick here. Rundown, hello. 
Hello. All right. Call back. There you go. Anyway, so Kevin Love gets put on the team. Now, Kevin Love is a seven-footer that shoots almost 40% from the three-point line and averages double digits in rebounds and points. He's a walking double-double. Now, he has been injured, appeared in just 25 games, but they like Love because he's a rebounder. He can stretch the floor, and Jerry Colangelo said the team needed role players to uh, surround superstars like Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard. And I tell you what, if you have Kevin Love that can spot up for three when every when everybody goes to uh, a zone or what have you, he's going to break teams out of that zone regardless. So there's that. I don't care what how he missed 25 games. But Greg Popovich, who is loved by everyone, even the wokest of woke players, love Greg Popovich. LeBron James thinks he's great. Everybody thinks he's great. Said, quote, we're going to work his ass off the next four to five weeks and demand a lot. That's going to definitely get him back into the rhythm he needs to be to get in to continue to play. I think that's one of the big reasons he wanted to do this so he can get back to himself, to who he was. Let's think of it this way. Kevin Love deserves to be on the basketball team. He went through the tryouts and was selected by Jerry Colangelo and Greg Popovich, who have won Olympic gold medals before. And by the way, he played on the Olympic team. Stop with this nonsense that it's always, it's because he's a white, it has nothing to do with that. He's seven foot tall and can shoot 40% from three-point land. That's why he's on the team. Okay. More rundown tomorrow. Lawton Swan is next. Stop looking at me, Swan. Clemson Sports Talk right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We'll be back at it tomorrow right here. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. Matt Rob Sounds Good. Podcast up at 5 o'clock. We'll see you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.